Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And what's that? Breaking in? Bar your doors and windows. There's been an escape from the asylum. The Macho Man's Room is loose. Andrew Lano. I like that one. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, I uh, thought of that and then messed it up and we had to re-record that intro. So a little behind the curtain. That was uh, take two. Yeah. Um, the best part of every uh, scary story you told in the playground. Oh, yeah. The royal uh, you, uh, not you specifically. I should clarify. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's like, wow, you have very extensive knowledge of the scary stories I told in the playground. Uh, this is a delightful little bit of weirdness celebrating its 40th anniversary, Alone in the Dark. And we watched it, so you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your weird-ass ending. Since we got your weird-ass ending. When the mega powers expire... <laughs> Yeah, very, very strange ending. I mean, a weird little movie that has, like, a lot to like and a lot that's a little dull. I would yeah. Say. Have you seen this before? No, but I was just excited based on the cast list. Yeah. I think th- they were banking on that being the whole thing because, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, not much else. And even yeah. even watching them, you're like, okay. Well, the real problem is, like, it seems like Jack Palance filmed three days on this movie. This is like a, like, the thing they... Uh, do now the geezer teasers that they you know get actors like bruce willis or somebody where they stick them in a movie for like six scenes and then spread those out over the course of a movie and they film them you know that's what i thought they were going to do with laura dern and company for jurassic park they were a little more than yeah. that but i was because i was like Barely, i was like i yeah. swear to christ if this if what we saw in the trailer is all we saw of laura dern in this movie i'm, I'm convinced i'm convinced based on how unrelated to the plot the original characters are for the majority of that movie that that was what the point that was what was going to happen and then at some point somebody was like oh shit people really want to see Laura Dern and yeah uh I assumed that Sam Neill Sam thank you and and Jeff Goldblum like people are desperate well because Goldblum well, that, that was the problem Goldblum was teased as coming back for the last one and then he was right. like I uh I uh, I uh and showed up for uh for for one day you see, uh, I, I won't do a wardrobe change. In fact, in, in fact I, 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 I refuse to do a wardrobe change. So if you... If this you, is not my, you, my show, my reality show. So there's no whimsical changes. If you think that I uh, 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 am going to make it look like I was at two, two different hearings, uh, the most that I'll give you <laughs> is um, uh, I, I will... Uh, 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 I'll take my glasses off, but that that is it. I never thought That's about that. <laughs> it's the same hearing, just twice. <laughs> it's it is. He's in the same outfit, and it's like, like, look. Normally, when you film that, you're like, okay, we're doing two hearings, so we do this set, and then everybody 
you know, all the men change ties and jackets and all the women change outfits. And then you shoot it again because you only see people from the waist up. Yeah. Ian Malcolm is in the same clothes, <laughs> the exact same position. I think it's like they were like, all right. And that's a wrap on uh, scene one. Now we're going to break and go scene two. Uh, 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 no, I'm, I'm uh, uh, gonna, ready to go. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to take it from here. Like, no, Jeff, we need to at least have like different light. No, no, I uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, once I get up out of this chair, I'm done. <laughs> I uh, 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 don't give a shit about this. I have to go interview a uh, sneakerhead in L.A. So um, <laughs> I uh, say, wow, 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 a lot. <laughs> this is wow. This is, this is really quite something. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that show is really good. I will say it sounds like I'm making fun of it. That show is genuinely a fun little thing. He's 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 a good voice. Too. But that is that is the problem It's like. That that movie like takes the characters everybody cares about and they're in having their own movie. <laughs> I, like, I tangentially related. What happened for this latest one was that they wrote the script, assuming that they were like they could say no. Yes. So if they said no, yeah. they were just like, "We'll just cut this," or yes, like stick exactly. someone else in there randomly, and so we have like a little whatever. Um, yeah, but not like a big deal. Was my yeah. thought. Yeah, I really did not care for that movie, but. That's fine. Uh, we are not here to review Jurassic no. Park 6. It was fine. There were dinosaurs and there was action. So like, whatever. Yeah. I just, I, I was really genuinely excited by the promise of the end of the last movie, which is like dinosaurs and humans coexist. And then they put out this like mini short film thing about people who were like camping. And then these dinosaurs like attacked them. They were like RV camping mm-hmm. and these dinosaurs attacked them. And it was like super cool to see like, okay, now it's like, Everywhere you go, there's dinosaurs and like, what does the world look like? And I yeah. thought that's what this movie was going to be and up to it, including the opening sequence, which involves the little girl, like teaching them how to get this uh, brontosaurus to move. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, JK, we're going to an island again. Yay. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, no, I have not, I had not seen Alone in the Dark, but it's like, you're looking at, I mean, this is a murderer's row here. You got Jack Palance, you got Martin Landau, you got our boy Donald Pleasance. I know. Wait, uh, what do I know Landau from? I know the name, but like, I truly... Could not pick a face out. All right. So on this podcast, he was Sal Bandini. Want to wrestle in? Oh, the, he was the old man who did the um, all the marbles the training. No, no, no. <laughs> the one you really hated. What's one? The nineties one. Oh, so I, do, I will never remember that because that's been like <laughs> I like Eternal Sunshine that, that out of my head. <laughs> He's very funny in that. Uh, to give him the credit there. Um. His he's the the father of Drusilla in real life from Buffy. Oh, really? That's probably why I know the last name. So yes, yeah. She's um, Juliet Landau. I want to say. I believe that's right. There's there's no doubt in my mind that you've seen. Uh, I think you've have you seen Plan Nine? I know you're a big Burton head. Not uh, I've not Nine. actually. Like, Ed the, Wood. Ed Wood. Ed Wood. I have Ed not. Wood. Okay, so he plays. Shoot, is it Bella Lugosi? I think he plays Bella Lugosi hmm. in that. Ed Wood's been on my list just because I'm like it's a it's a Tim Burton that like. Seems like it's not the bad Tim Burton yet. Yeah, yeah. I um, I watched. I convinced the people who wanted to watch Ed Wood to watch Plan Nine instead, which I enjoyed and no one else did. But that's okay. (laughs) They're very different things. I feel like you can't. It's like, like, do you want to read the book, Wicked, or watch the musical, Wicked? Like, right? You can't. Those are very different things. Yeah. 
uh yeah but i th- i'm like 90 percent sure he plays bill lugosi and ed wood but um you've you've if you I, i'm not gonna read out martin land no you don't have to i just didn't know if there was anything like major you'd but be like, oh that's I, probably I'm sure yeah i'm certain that you've seen him and stuff he's you know been i think he's dead but he's been he wasn't acting in a uh, prolific character actor and uh he's the kind of guy that uh in wrestling terms could go up or down the card like i think he had a period of time where oh he like was being the lead man. or being the like yeah third fi- third yeah. fiddle yeah, or he can be the one scener who who comes in, gives you a you know a little bit of gravitas and, and kind of grounds your movie in a way. So I think I think he was that kind of actor for okay. the majority of his career, um, which not every actor can do. You know, like people no, God no. find their spots and yeah, some people you know, do that. Um, but I was uh, the the big disappointment for me is like there's like there, there's the most Landau, which would be fine with me. I like him, but he hardly has any dialogue. And then which one? Palance, is he- <laughs> He's I did. Well, I promise. I watched the movie. I just. <laughs> he's the one with the really bad haircut. That does not. He's the pre the the fire one. Oh, the preacher. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He has. I mean, I would say he has the worst haircut of the bad guys. I mean, he just looks like the tall man. Yeah, yeah. He does have a little bit of an Angus scrim going on. That's that's fair. That's fair. Which I just watched um, for the first time, which is why that reference is. Oh, there. nice, nice. Yeah, I uh, I watched all of those. One year for uh, spooktacular of my own designs. Are they uh, good? I I think the second one is the best one. Okay, because the first one I I I watched with my boyfriend because I I have been successful in watching a new Halloween thing, not necessarily scary because yeah. the monsters was yeah. included on that list. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, you sat all the way through that. I fell asleep. It was not good. Okay. It was a bummer because okay. I was like, oh, yeah. my boyfriend loves. I couldn't I couldn't finish the trailer. I was like, this is this is this well, is too bad for me. My boyfriend loves Rob Zombie. And I mm-hmm. will not, period. And so yeah. I was like, oh, a Rob Zombie thing I can watch. Like, cool. Sure, sure. And so we started it, and I was like, because he, he he has watched The Monsters. He watched it with his dad growing up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also that was that was his version of Nick at Night was The Monsters. Got it, got it. Um, And I was, and I just was like, I was like, I mean, whatever. It's going to be some fun, silly thing, whatever. And I was just like, this is so bad, and <laughs> nothing happens. And yeah. I was like, I fell asleep. And then I woke up and Elvira was on the screen in green makeup. And I was like, well, sure. But I was like, we can turn this off. And then we watched Black Phone. <laughs> really good. Which is great. Yeah. The Monsters is one of those properties I have vaguely positive feelings toward. And I couldn't tell you why. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've seen like probably four, maybe four cumulative minutes of Monsters. I don't think I've seen a whole episode, but I have like vaguely positive associations with it. I think I watched an episode because it's on Peacock right now. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. Um. Uh, but yeah, so Phantasm, I was like, he was like, what's this about? And I was like, I, I don't know a lot, like, purposely, because I've, I've yeah. always known it's something I wanted to watch. I was like, I know it's very dreamlike and surreal and weird yeah. and kind of gory. I was like, that's what I got. The thing I like about Phantasm is that all of the movies have the same, boy, look at this group of friends getting together and making a movie together energy. Okay, and I can feel that. That that persists all the way through, but the quality dips with each one and the the last one ravager i think is the worst one because it's very um independent like super indie movie gra- it's like 2016 right like it's recent yeah or it might be even later than that it might be more like 2018 but it's like um i couldn't finish that one it's got a lot of adobe after effects oh. like uh, out of the can you know onto the screen sort of uh, things which I get how you do that if you're making that movie, but I'm just like, eh, not for me. I liked it better when it was like small and practical. But the second one is much like Evil Dead 2, where it's like 
hey, we like that movie you did. Here's a bunch of money. And they're like, okay, so we'll make a sequel. And they're like, eh, could you just make like make it again? Could you do that? And it's like, I know is, Evil Dead 2 is more Is anyone the rights. back other than the tall man? Every Everyone is back except they recast the, the I think his name is Mike. The little kid or the older brother? No. Mm. There was an ice cream He's man, like, an older brother, and a little brother. All right, so Reggie, the ice cream man, is in all of them. He's the best part about all of them. Okay, Reggie. Uh, he's always he's always getting seduced by women, and I'm like Reggie, look at you. You don't get seduced by women. Yeah. This is not you. Um, no, the other guy gets replaced in the sequel, and then he comes back for all of them. So it's the the, the young boy, Reggie's partner, Reggie's partner, who's like the main phantasm fighter. Reggie's the older brother, right? It's been so long. I don't know. The there was a younger brother and an older brother with like the so crux. My and Reggie was a Phantasm, friend. My fa- memory of Phantasm is there's a young kid, an older man, and Reggie, and the older man. Yeah, the older Reggie man is the older is the is the kid's older brother. And they're but they're like saving the kid. Yeah. Okay, so re- the guy who is the older brother then is a different actor in the second one. Gotcha. That is that is it. Sorry. <laughs> I have not seen that movie in five years. This is unlistenable. I am so sorry. It's fine. We're we'll gonna get talk there. about we're talking about Alone in the Dark now. Uh anyway, uh I'm gonna put a timestamp. Actual podcast starts at twelve minutes. Uh we start off with another horror heavy hitter who kind of floated around for most of her career and weirdly became like a super scream queen at a much advanced age. Lynn Shea. Shea is here, yeah. Only for two uh, seconds because she her brother Bob, which is fun. Yeah. Also uh, produce this movie. It's Bob crazy Shea. that it's New Line Cinema and Robert Shea. Like, does yeah. that mean he gets paid twice? Um my hunch is he was I mean, probably, but my hunch is that he was like working on this as New Line was forming, and so he was like, Well, this is still mine. You know what I mean? I thought New Line was established by now, or I guess not. But I'm saying if he this movie could have been in development for a while. Oh, and he okay. could have been like actively developing this movie and then New Line like New Line comes online and it's like, oh well we'll produce it through New Line, but it's still my movie. You gotcha. know what I mean? I think that's how that works. I'm just guessing. Because I couldn't remember if like the nightmare movies said like produced by Robert Shea and produced by he may have, Cinema. He, he may also have producer credit on those. I'm not sure. It's very possible. It's always just gets so cagey when I'm like, you own the produ- like New Line Cinemas is his right. production company. So it's it's one of those things where it's like New Line basically just puts the money up and the producer is the person who's working on like actively creating the movie. And so it is two different roles. Oh, is that what right? a, I like, thought producer's job was like they get like the what the movie wants and they're like, here's how much money we can spend on it. I thought that was pretty. It, de- it, it depends. Like there are many different breakdowns of producer roles, but sometimes the job of producer is as simple as like being the person in charge of hiring and doing all of the HRE type okay. things as well. So like it really depends on the movie and the, t- the producer is one of those titles where depending on the movie, depending on the production, it could mean something very different. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, as everybody's probably aware, listen to this, there's like sometimes your executive producer credits are just like in name only, but it's a bump in the paycheck. Yeah. Uh, you notice a lot of times with sitcoms, the main actors have a deal where either season three or four or five, depending on how good their agent is and how big of a star, they are they become an executive producer which just means they get paid more money do they do produce do they get producer first and then or do they go straight to ep straight to ep okay yeah yeah um my guess is that bob shea was like 
an active hands-on producer with this movie and New Line was a financier. Okay. I mean, in in all interviews about Nightmare, he seems to generally be a hands-on producer for better or for worse. Right. Because I've, I've skimmed through, I've thrown that uh, Never Sleep Again One documentary. Those, yeah, they, they've made these like eight-hour documentaries for all those horror franchises and I find them all very tedious. Yeah, but like, but you just you just skip to the ones you give a shit about, really. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because I know fair. which nightmares I really like. Right. Um. But it's it's just background. I like it for like backgroundy spooky stuff. Like if you're like carving pumpkins or making like a spooky cookie house or something. Um, because you can go in and out. But in all those interviews, it always seems like he's very hands on, and sometimes it's like. You're not the creative type, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this isn't your forte. <laughs> right. Maybe you should be the Czech guy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we've got Lin Shay, uh, and then we have Martin Landau and a fire in a kitchen. So a lot of things happening very quickly. Yeah, it's a it's a weird opening because it, it yes. opens very dreamlike. Of like yes. this like weird diner, everyone's speaking cryptically and creepily. There's a giant fire. Uh, she brings it like a whole dehydrated fish on a plate <laughs> and a frog. Oh, and the frog, right? I forgot the frog was there. And then when Donald Pleasance comes out with this like Arabian Nights scimitar looking thing, it's such a bizarre. Like, why is he did not just have a big kitchen knife? It because do- it doesn't look like anything. Like, I can't look at it and go, right. oh, that's what that is. And it it makes it look way faker too. Yes, it's like too shiny and too big and too oddly shaped to be real. And then it rains inside, and I was like, okay, because I went very... as blind. I did not know anything, yeah. so I was like, okay. I didn't even watch a trailer. I was just like, hey, that cast list. That's like some fun impressions. We can do some bits. Let's just let's just take a shot at this. Yeah. Uh, also, Pleasance is wearing one of those little like paper hats you get at a like a like In and Out Burger on the West Coast, or yeah, Krispy Kreme, the little like paper uh, paper hat that doesn't really serve any purpose. Yeah, it's like not a chef hat; it's like a car hop hat. Yeah, yeah car hop, OG McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was gonna say it's like this is so Nightmare on Elm Street, which is interesting because it's fully two years before that movie. But it's like New Line. New Line was like we're the dream people. Yeah, I want. I can't even imagine if if like New Line had been approached by Wes Craven about Nightmare at this point. It seems incredibly unlikely. Like two years seems like a long time. Yeah, for that movie. Yeah. Uh, so Landau gets strung up a la Bone Tomahawk. Uh, oh yeah i haven't seen it but i know what you're talking about yeah uh and uh strung up by the feet with his legs or feet apart and pleasance chops him right in the dick or like it cuts to black yeah yeah well he's like about to chop him there yeah um Um, we get some nice score in the credits too which it jumps this is like that's the pre-credit sequence then we go to credits and i was impressed like the score throughout this movie is pretty solid yeah i was expecting i was like is this anyone i know yeah yeah did you look up the, the no? Person, I didn't. The composer. Okay. I don't think it's like Sylvester or anything like that. No, it's it's none of the big names. But I was curious if this person had credits doing other things. I'll have to maybe pull that up while we're talking here. But I, I was impressed by the music. I thought it was very good. Way above the the uh, overall type of movie this is. I would yes, say. yes. Um, oh, well, and speaking of, this is directed by Jack uh, Shoulder, who did a lot of TV, and then uh, more importantly for this podcast, Nightmare on Elm Street Two. And uh, one of my favorite. He directed Nightmare 2? Yes. Mm. 
Uh, and uh, one of my favorite recent horror discoveries, Wishmaster 2, which is truly a I gem. I still haven't seen the second one. Out. Oh, it's better than the first, I think. Okay. I, I enjoyed it's, the first one, so I'll check that out. It's more absurd. Which is great. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, orchestrations. Well, let's, let's put it this way. You're, you're aware how the Wishmaster operates? Yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody at one point wishes that somebody would go fuck themselves. No, in the second. That's a that's a second movie wish. That seems like it'd yes. be like a sixth movie wish. Nope. <laughs> he wishes that somebody would go fuck themselves. I'm so, scared I'll now. Let you extrapolate from there. Um, speaking of uh, score, did you hear about what happened uh, with the that's this like the Scooby Doo animated sequel? Uh, that uh, what's her face is gay. No, so it's Scoob. It's the like the prequel oh, thing that yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. The, HBO the Max Christmas version. H- yeah, HBO Max canned it because it's it's not movies. It's tax write offs, right? Um, and so they had already finished scoring the movie, and so no, they had paid to score. But that's not what it was. Actually, recorded the score. Yes, they already paid for it, so they were like, "Well, fine," and they recorded the score for a movie that will never exist and released it. Yeah. Oh, they put the music out? That's cool. I hadn't seen that. I heard, yeah, I heard they released it. That would make sense, honestly. Like, at least you get something out of it. Yeah. The whole thing. Every time I hear more about people talk about this, the the Disney Plus cancellation, the HBO Max, can, I'm like, come on. Yeah, it's all nonsense. Uh, the, the music is by Renato Serio, who seems to be still alive, 75 years old. Okay. So he's fairly young when he did this movie. I was my age, I guess. It's fairly young. Uh, and he collaborated in the 60s with Shirley Bassey. Uh, Shut up. Amy King, Dionne Warwick, Tom Jones, Brian wow. Adams, John Denver. So pretty pretty legit um, performers. Many more. I'm not going to just read this guy's yeah. whole Wikipedia. But in terms of um, the, the the film scores, not a ton. So, uh, yeah. That's just, a bummer. Yeah. Talented, though. I mean. This, oh, this for sure. Excellent. But you, you know what? The, like, it's obviously uh, a, a bigger... Like, it is not as severe as what I'm saying, but, like, the whole, like, streaming cancellation thing, it yes. feels like back when we were in living in caves and painting on cave walls, and it's like, we move, and now that's gone, like, you take that yeah. off your streaming service, it's just gone forever. And, like, right. obviously, Hemlock Grove is not, like, some high art piece that, like, right, needs right. to be preserved, but, like, people still worked on that. Like, yep. people still gave a shit, and it just feels so, like, weird and shitty to people who create yeah. things. And also, like, people liked it, and people would discover it later. Like, how many things have you and I discovered on some DVD discount bin or whatever? Yes. It's like, streaming kind of took that away in general, but it's, yeah, it just, it pisses me off in, in, in a big, broad sense of, of it just seems unfair. Yeah. Um, so we go to the, we go to the mental hospital, which is where Lin Shay, uh, comes on screen for the first time. She, she's the receptionist, we, you think, and then it turns out she's actually a patient. A patient, the hospital. yeah. But this is such classic, like, movie mental institution. And, like, look, I've not spent a lot of time at them. I don't know this. But my hunch is that very few mental hospitals have this many people who are just, like, screaming and babbling and throwing things. Yeah, it's always, like, writing and from a writing standpoint and a performance standpoint, playing, quote, unquote, a crazy person is, like, the cheapest, easiest way you can go. Because there's no real rules. You can kind of do whatever the hell you want and be like, well, they're crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, okay, like, sure, you can get a good performance, but when there's no rules, it feels like, who cares if you gave a good performance? There was no, there was no, 
walls in which you had to do things. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is just the classic, like, oh, they're in the nut house, har, 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 type stuff. Yeah. Although, headcanon, Michael Myers is here. Oh, he certainly could be. Uh, although, I, I, my headcanon is Loomis's, not Loomis, uh, Donald Pleasant's Lo- We can call him Loomis. Loomis. He's basically... Yes. Well, this is more like Loopy Loomis, because my man is, I think, putting weed in that pipe. He is That's so I, well, chill. I, we watch, I watch it on YouTube, because it's available in full on yeah. YouTube for free. Yeah. When he holds up what looked like a green bud, I was like, yeah. is that weed? I'm not a huge yeah. weed person, but is that weed? I think he's I think he's a full on stoner in this movie because he is incredibly chill at all moments and his his philosophy is absurdly chill. Like every time he comes on screen, I was like, a scale of one to ten, how high is he? And the answer is usually eight to ten. Yeah, because um, it's sort of it's very. Uh, what was that DiCaprio movie? Shutter Island. Gilbert. Oh yeah, yeah. We're like they're it's it's sort of like cutting edge therapy. Ever like they let Lynn Shay pretend to be the therapist, the secretary, because she yeah. thinks she's the secretary. And then, like, it doesn't really cause any harm to just, like, let her let her do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think was the plot of Shutter Island. Okay. I it, actually haven't seen it, so. I'm pretty I, sure I'm, it's like, all, like, experimental therapy. Twist. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil. I won't say anything further because I won't spoil. Okay. Because I think the movie was good. But. Okay. But, yeah, he's, uh, I was like, oh, this is totally, this really feels like where Michael might, like, I was like, he's already here. Pleasance is already here, so. Yeah, I just feel like they so like they they put the offer into Pleasance because come on, he's not auditioning for this, and they're like, all right, yo, so you're gonna play a psychiatrist, and he's like, no, and they're like, oh, uh, come on, it's like you know, and he's like, ah, I'm not. You're playing a psychiatrist who's very who's like really invested in in a specific a couple specific patients, and only really gives a shit about them, and would probably go to the ends of the earth and follow them if they ever left. Right. And he's like, yeah, I, I did that before. I'm going to do that Twice. a lot more times. Yeah. And then they're like, but you get to wear Mr. Rogers sweaters. Sold. <laughs> you get to wear sweaters and <laughs> no prosthetic makeup. Have you been on a movie set? They're so cold. <laughs> That's I'm convinced is what it was. Is like They're like, you can keep the sweaters because these are like full on grandpa sweaters. Like, oh, the, our, he's. I wish there was a movie where he played like a a kindly neighborhood grandpa figure. Yeah, yeah. Would love to watch Pleasants just like giving kids Werther's originals. <laughs> yeah, or or he could be like everyone thinks he's like a mean old man, but then he's like really it's just sad because his his wife died or something. <laughs> you wanted him to be the old man at Home Alone. Yes, I want him to be that mixed with Mister Fredrickson from Up, <laughs> who inexplicably gets a bunch of therapy from a child halfway through. Um, yeah, I just, I'm convinced it's like, one, you don't have to get out of the chair very much. Two, you get to keep all the sweaters. And three, you can do whatever you want. So I can be high the whole time. And it's like, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, that I was that like, can be the character. Uh, I thought this movie was going to end with like, he was not the doctor. Yes, 100%. I actually, so I ended up watching this movie in, in two parts. I like fell asleep watching it and then went back the next day and, and finished it. And... For some, re- I guess because of YouTube algorithm stuff, when I went to go start it, there was some video from somebody that was like, the big twist in Alone in the Dark is one of the most effective movie twists. And so I was mad because I spent the whole time like waiting for a twist. Did they mean the 2005 one? Oh, they must have. But Did I there, th- no, There isn't Alone in the Dark from 2005 that has nothing to do with this. I swear the poster, thumb- the thumbnail was this poster. Oh, um, I mean, it could be the... This movie doesn't really have a twist, though. It has the blood one. 
the blood one? Yeah, the the bleeder. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yes, that is kind of a twist. Yes, I agreed. But it is like not I wouldn't call it like an insane twist. No. I don't know. It just it, it was shocking to me. If that, well, like of all the things that's to how, talk about this movie. That's the only way YouTube videos get clicked on and put in the algorithm yeah, is yeah. you have to have yeah. a, a surprised face like some like yeah. like you just stepped on a mousetrap. Yeah. And you have to be holding something crazy. And the title is like the craziest thing about blank. You never knew. Yeah, yeah, it's deeply infuriating. Yes. Um. So we 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 leave the hospital and we go to where this family's moving in. There's a new doctor coming to the hospital. Well, yeah, we're we're at the, we're at the, so the doctor is at this new doctor is at the hospital meeting Donald Pleasance, yeah. and now he's home with yeah. his family. Yeah, and we get a classic moving mistake here, which is doing the crisscross on a box. You never crisscross a box. You you close those panels the way they're supposed to be closed, and you tape the bottom. And if it's heavy, you tape the sides too. Where do you tape no the sides? You tape the side seams. Oh, like the corn, like the up and downs, or the or the flats. The, so the bottom of the box will have two north south flaps and two east west flaps. Yeah, and then you end up with like one line being you know north south or east west, depending yeah. on how you do it. And then you make like a capital I. You tape the other seam. Oh, oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Tape the other corners or edges, rather. Uh, yeah, this, this, they drop all this stuff. It falls over the place. And I'm like, you two are too old to be making this rookie mover mistake. Come on. You got a kid. Well, they also he drops them some kind of like like uh, sculpture. That's the word. And yeah. the wife, I think, says I can make another one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, so she's a sculpture. The sculpture that's going to be a thing. And then it's yeah, like yeah. never talked about again. Nope. Yeah, the mom and the daughter get like half a character each, and and it's just like almost a character. She's too precocious, that little girl. Well, it's like this little girl is basically the little girl Will Smith shoots in the head in the Men in Black training montage, <laughs> where they're like, "Why'd you shoot her?" And he's like, "Well, she's got all those textbooks. She's not scared of the monsters. I think that girl's probably up to something." And it's like, yeah, that's what they wanted you to learn. This girl laughs at a don quixote reference i I, when she laughed at that i was like are you get out of here yeah like she doesn't get this don quixote reference get out of town she's 12 nobody really gets the don like they know the phrase but nobody really knows what it means right i it's like exactly the the joke in this movie is the joke everyone is aware of but this kid is still too young to know that culturally i think yes here when the thing breaks, she's like, oh, you probably need to use some epoxy. And I'm like, yeah, you might need some like E6000 or, you know, you might want to do like a two part putty first. Yeah, she was like, you need an epoxy because crazy glue, your fingers will get stuck together. And I was like, OK, well, we we have to cover this many times in the podcast. Crazy glue is not actually permanent. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. super glue is not really permanent. Like, right. You don't magically get stuck something forever. That's not how <laughs> anything like, works. Yeah. That is such like a funny movie thing that little as a little kid I was like oh yeah there's just glue that like if you glue your hand to it it's just it's that's that your hand forever from now on yeah as someone uh, who has spilled super glue on himself many times and glued his fingers together it comes apart it does and then there's th- that feeling is the work afterwards of oh, that yeah, like yeah just a little bit of skin got taken off and so it's just like yes. weirdly dry and gross <laughs> yeah yeah it's not fun one hundred percent gross yes. Um, so the little girl looks like Amanda Thripp from Matilda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept yeah, trying to figure out who sure. she was as we were talking. I was like, oh, yes. no, it's Amanda Thripp. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. She's Amanda Thrip, the the girl, the girl who Will Smith shoots in the head in Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She even kind of looks like that little girl, if I remember correctly. She's like a precocious little blonde that he shoots in the head. Is she blonde? I, I, it's been a minute. I need to watch. I need to rewatch it. Written by friend of the podcast Ed Solomon. Yeah. So yeah, th- this is. I don't. It's, I don't really know what the scene was supposed to show beyond him being like, "I'm excited to work my job." I think you're. You mean him back home with the family? Yeah, the scene with the family. I think we're just trying to build a little character for the family so that we care about them when they're under siege later. Gotcha. That's fair. Which, which, like, I, I don't want this movie to be any longer because it wouldn't accomplish anything. But I think you can, like, in a, in a better movie, this scene would make you more aware of the relationship between the dad and the daughter, which seems nice. And the mm-hmm. relationship, like, the family seems nice, like, that they like each other. But you'd, you would just you'd care 5% more about them in a better written scene. Yeah. Frankly, I almost wish I I don't, I truly don't know what the opening sequence is supposed to accomplish in terms of Mm -hmm. like story or whatever. Like, right. None of the dialogue they said really stuck with me enough to be like, Oh, it's a portent of things to come. Almost all the dialogue feels improvised. Yeah. And and like what happens to him getting strung up and hit by Donald Pleasance, like, it's a cool, it's cool visuals, but like I would have scrapped that whole weird cold open because it didn't serve a purpose, and yeah. just like show more of the family moving in. Start with the family moving in, and right. then go to his first day on the job. Yeah, one hundred meeting, and that, and then he can he should also meet the crazies that day. Like it seemed yes. weird that it was broken up like that. Yeah, I agree with you. I, it's it's not very economic writing for sure. Yeah, and. His, the next scene is, is like I said, Donald Pleasance being like, meet the men who will be killing you later. <laughs> Jack Balance rolls in like, not going to work for me. <laughs> was was Muppets the first Jack Palance thing we had? Um, I remember the first Jack Palance thing being Tango and Cash. Was he on the was he in the Muppet movie we did? He was in. Yeah, because he's on a bench talking to Kermit, I think. Isn't that Jack Palance? No, uh, are you thinking of, uh, isn't, eh, fuck, isn't it the guy from Midnight Run, Charles Grodin that is in that? Oh, maybe it is Charles Grodin. Yeah. No, Charles Grodin is, no, because Charles, I think Charles Grodin is the actual, like, real character in the movie. I think yeah, Jack yeah, Pounds yeah, yeah. is, like, a man on a bench in the movie, like, oh, okay. in one scene. I don't know. Charles Grodin well, is the one who wants to fuck Piggy. Apparently I couldn't, I hadn't figured out yet that one of the three impressions I can reliably do is Jack Palance at the time, or he would have been a more featured character in that Muppet review, because I don't remember him at all. I'm... I just remember really liking Tango and Cash, like yeah, loving gonna, that I'm movie gonna, while I was watching. I'm going to check it. one second. <laughs> I really, it, he seems like exactly the type of person that would have a, a bench, park bench cameo in a Muppet movie, but I had not figured out that if I go, I can get to Jack Palance, so... I think it's Muppets Take Manhattan. No. Uh, but he, Jack Palance, in this movie is just absolutely shoveling the scenery into his mouth as fast as possible. He is like a professional eater with a giant bowl of mashed potatoes. It's just like <laughs> nom, 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 nom. The biggest spoon you can imagine. And he just, it's like all over his face and he just keeps working it into his mouth. As oh, it was Peter Falk. Oh, okay. Okay. It was Peter Falk also, on the bench. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I think, I thought Jack Palance, we'd only done the, um... Tango. Tango. And I don't know that we'll ever get to him again, because I think he died in 90, early 90s anyway, and I'm not sure, uh... I mean, he, he looked pretty old in this movie, and it was 82. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Tango and Cash is seven years later, and he's like, oh yeah, a much bigger part. I forgot. He has a way bigger part in Tango and Cash, um, or at least a lot more dialogue. So uh, basically, Pleasance is like, this is the third floor where everything is electrical, like all the locks are electric. Boogie woogie yeah. woogie. Yeah. Um, and this Your is where classic I keep... like, oh, this will never fail. And you're like, well, uh, let me write down the time now and add an hour to it. And by then this will be broken. Yeah. Uh, classic like 80s version of electricity where I'm like, there is a 0% chance that a power failure would stop anything in this kind of facility in 2022. Like there's yeah. four backup generators on the roof. Right. And also like th- there is a manual lock. Yes, that too. Um, but he's like, this is where I keep all the extreme. These are the f- there's four extreme men up here, or five. There's four featured later in the movie. It's there may four. be another one. Yeah. So yeah, th- I keep these four men up here. Where like he's like, everyone says I should I should give up hope on them, but I keep them up here. And there's no real ga- bars in the windows because everything is le- like pressure sensitive. If they try and get close to a window, a shutter comes down. Which like yeah. I mean, I'd like to know why he thinks that these people deserve such freedoms. <laughs> yeah, because I saw him not long ago talking about one of his patients and say, that boy had the blackest eyes. This seven-year-old <laughs> yeah, seven has a doll's I, eyes and deserves I, to never see the sun. I wanted to kill him, but they wouldn't let me. So this is the next best thing. Um, but yeah, so it's like, okay, because these are like the most violent offenders yes. and the craziest people yeah um and he's introducing them to be like oh you know dr melton left to go take care of some other people and i was like my wrote i wrote either donald pleasance killed him yeah and these guys know about it and don't know how to warn the new doctor which i think would be a way more that interesting would movie. be the yeah absolutely that's your twist that's a way more interesting movie or i thought they killed him and pleasance yeah. knew about it yeah, which is less interesting. The Pleasance variant is much better. I and that would jive with the the cold open where Pleasance was the aggressor. Yes. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. You're right. You're so right. And Landau's like, oh, I don't know how to talk about this. Like, I just keep having these dreams where he's killing me because I'm afraid he's going to because I know he killed the other guy. Yeah, but the movie we got is fine, but it's kind of, bo- yeah. it's it's standard and boring. This, I think yeah, what we yeah. came up with, usual, as usual, a little better. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a much better movie. And so they immediately, I because I wrote that down, and I was like, ooh, I bet one of these two things is going to be right. Yeah. And then immediately in the, in the next scene, I think it's Jack Palance who is like, or it's either Jack Palance or the preacher, or Orlando, I guess, who says this new doctor killed the old doctor. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, that's not what he says. He Go says, ahead. Potter killed Harry. Now he wants to kill us. And I took less time to say it than he does. <laughs> he says that he wants to kill us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought he said. I thought the line was Harry or Potter killed Harry, which is funny now. Potter yeah. killed Harry. I, I have to kill him. I thought it was something along those lines. More like Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jack Palance is the like leader of this group. So we have Jack Palance, who I forget what his nickname is. He's the colonel? Uh, it might be the colonel. Landau is the fire one. He's, the he's the like, fire preacher. 
the fire preacher. Uh, we have the bleeder whose face we don't see. And then the fourth guy is the worst of the crimes. He's a child rapist and murderer. Yeah, he does. He did ostensibly did more than all the other people in his criming. Yes. And he is played by the opera singer from The Running Man. No, was it really? Yes, he's the. I, I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, he's he's the the opera singer in Running Man's the 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 biggest guy, the heaviest guy, right? I'm pretty sure it's been yeah, a so, minute. Yeah, obviously it's been five years maybe since we did that movie, but I'm, it's the same. I'm 99 sure that I'm right on the Running Man character, but 100 percent this actor is in both of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like all right, a preacher who set things on fire. Not a great guy. I don't I get the connection between the two things, but sure. It's like, well, I it's one of those like really belabored things to me where like people talk about fire and brimstone in relation to uh, like types of preaching, but it just seems like it would have made too, more sense. Too cute. I, obviously, it's not as showy in a movie, but it would have made more sense if he drowned people like baptizing. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it would have been more interesting. And then the bleeder who just constantly gets nosebleeds while he commits his crimes. thing is that when he's violent, he his nose bleeds. And I was like, that's yes. a weird. That feels like <laughs> you're trying to be an X-Man and they'd be like, you know yeah. what? We're good. Thank you. He's like shitty Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> he just ruins his clothes when he tells lies. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, we got to kill this new doctor. Yeah. And then we cut to the family kitchen and they keep talking about Tony's coming to visit. And I was like, well, who's Tony? Well, well first we go to Donald Pleasant's office where he packs a bowl. No, that no? was after. That's after? Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I got those. I got these scenes backwards then. Okay. We're at the we're at the family and Tony is coming to visit. And they keep saying she's coming and and the, the wife, the mom is like, well, I like clearly is like hesitant to have her come. And I'm like, who the fuck is Tony? <laughs> Yeah, and like, this is, I again, know one of those. It's a trope in stupid in movies when they're like, hey, big bro, hey, little sis. But like the first time you talk about a person in a movie, tell me who the flying fuck they are. Well, like how hard is it for the husband to say, don't forget my sister's coming tomorrow? Or if you don't make it that way, turn to the little girl and be like, hey, you're going to get to meet your aunt. Yeah. Or are you excited or for your aunt to come visit? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like they kept just saying Tony and I was like. I don't know who that is. Right. Is right. is Tony an yeah. ex-lover? Because the way the wife's talk was like, is it an ex-lover? Like, or, what's or, happening? Or I thought it was like an ex-patient that like got out and the dad is oh. like, oh, he's fine now. And the mom was like, fuck no, that dude's a problem. You know, and then, or then they started saying she and I was like, OK, maybe it's a female patient. But I was like, oh, this must be that. And that's sort of what it is, but it's ultimately doesn't mean anything. No. I thought... When I like so, like I said, I found out there was a twist halfway through. I thought the twist was going to be that the sister was like in on it. Oh, okay. And she was like part of the gang that, like, you know, she knew these guys or knew one of them and like helped them escape or something like that. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they kept talking about Tony. And I kept being like, I just, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it's it is the doctor's sister who is just. Hey, being but we won't learn that for another twenty five minutes. Yes, but she she just recently was released from like a, a mental hospital of her own. It seemed like more a lighter one, like yeah, like just like a psych ward kind of thing, more than like a yeah, full yeah. asylum moment. Sure, that's that's fair. That's accurate. Um, so the, then the next day he's talking to Donald Pleasance, 
And Donald Pleasance is like, here's what looks like a Native American peace pipe. And here's a bud. I like to smoke it. And I was like, yes. Okay. He's 100% packing a bowl here. Like everybody's chill about it, but it's crazy that he's just like, time to, time to pay the reefer. (laughs) Who brought the Funyuns? (laughs) Has anyone, has anyone seen the lighter? Damn it. Erica, where's the lighter? You had it last. I know you did. Get me a block of cream cheese and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> Does anyone know where the isopropyl is? I need to clean this thing. It's so disgusting. We have two very different go-tos for stoner stoner riffs. <laughs> I was just trying to do a different bit that, that was like a complimentary bit. No, it's just it's I just thought it was funny that you you, you were more practical of the act of smoking and i was like well munchies <laughs> damn it erica i know you have the lighter um i'm getting one of those ones with a string and we're tying it to the coffee table i'm so sick of this um and so like clearly then the new doctor dr potter is like where he's like i don't think this is the best way to handle yeah. All the situation. Um, and then he talks to, is it an orderly or a guard? Or are they the same thing? He's sort of, I don't think the, I think normally that is two different jobs, but he seems to be both. It's actually a uh, character actor, Brent Jennings, uh, who's, uh, I thought was excellent in uh, Lodge 49, which is the um, Wyatt Russell thing I've talked about here before. Mm. But he's also like sort of a scene stealer in the, the movie Moneyball, which I don't know if you've ever seen. I have not. It's the Brad Pitt baseball one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh but he gets a lot of really killer deadpan lines. There's a there's a Does he work scene. with Brad Pitt or is he a baseball player? Yes. He's a scout. Um, okay. Yeah, he's he's much I mean it's like 35 years later so he's he's much older but he's a scout. But there's a great scene in which they're Pratt and he go to this guy and they try to convince him to take Pitt? on a new What did I say? Pratt Oh, well, they are talking to Chris Pratt. That's why I got confused. Oh, I didn't know Chris Pratt was in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt plays a baseball player being recruited by Brad Pitt and Brent Jennings. And uh, they're trying to convince him to learn a new position, which he's never done. You know, he's never played this position before. And Brad Pitt's like, ah, it's not so bad. It's, it's, it's easy. You'll you'll pick it up. And Chris Pratt's like, really? And he, he looks to Brent Jennings and he's like, it's he's and Brad Pitt's like, yeah, tell him it's not hard. And Brent Jennings just totally deadpan. It's like, it's incredibly difficult. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that from the trailer. That sounds like a trailer yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it is a trailer line, but he's just it's like a very good, just totally deadpan. It's incredibly difficult. It just it's good. Um, he's a talented actor. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot to do here, but he's good in his little scenes. Unfortunately. Yeah. So he. We cut right to him, and he's like, you want some herbal tea? And, like, raises his eyebrows, and I was like, are you steeping weed in water? That's <laughs> gotta be, the like, the most disgusting thing you can drink yeah. other than bong water. Yeah, yeah. I also don't think weed works that way. Like, I don't think... I, don't I know you can do the butter. It. Yes, but... But I, I, I assume it's not the yeah. same process to make yeah. water, weed I, water. I thought, th- I thought that was, like, a wink-wink, nudge-nudge to, like, how, that's how they say smoke a bowl, you know? Oh, like people yeah. have their little, like, little, they're like, oh, let's go take a walk in the garden or whatever. Like, people yeah. have their little, you know, whatever they say. Um, And then he tells, for some reason, the inmates told him. He was like, oh, yeah, they think you killed the previous doctor. And they, they're going to kill you, which I was like, oh, we're just going to, like, 
Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. I thought that we were going to like simmer on that for a minute, but no, we're just going to dive right in. And the doc's like, eh, come on. And he's like, no, really, they they, they definitely want to kill you. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I really got annoyed with this like lead doctor character. He was really too chill about too much. Absolutely. Way too nonchalant. And so the inmate comes in. I think it's the preacher. And he's like, yeah, I need a match. And, and Potter's like, no. And he goes, <laughs> well, Donald Pleasance gives me matches. And he's like, well, then you can go ask Donald Pleasance for a match. <laughs> he walks up to Pleasance and he's like, I need a match. And Pleasance is like, here, keep the pack. I got my lighter back from Erica finally. He like pulls out like the 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 box of matches you have on a fireplace that's just like overflowing yeah. and it's like you know he's an arsonist or like yes. a pyromaniac I guess we would say cuz it's a mental issue. Yeah. You're a bad therapist. Like <laughs> point I, blank. It's like it, it's one of those things where he's like oh we're doing uh uh the sort of therapy where they're in control of their urges and it's like well are they in control of their urges or are they not because it's one yeah. thing to give matches to someone who has taken care of this as a sort of like you know some people quit smoking and carry a cigarette around right yeah like i've i've known people who like this is my this is the, they have like a little vial or something and they're like I smell I it carry this or, or just like I know it's there and that that makes me not use it or whatever. But so like I could see that. Of, or like oh, we're controlled in a room and you have we're going to give you one match and just going to hang out and talk. Right. Like here's a hope back. Don't set the house on fire. <laughs> and as he's doing that he's also talking to a woman who's like telling him about her like horrifying nightmares about her intestines are strangling her and his response yes. which again I it feels improvised he's like next time you you see the your intestines. Wipe your hand in front of your face like this three times, and and then you won't get strangled. And I was like, that's not how therapy works. Like you don't just no. make shit up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't just make, it's like here's a magic word. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean I get the principle of like giving her a concrete thing to concentrate on to help her when she's spiraling, but, but the, it's just you don't nonsense. say concretely. This means that you this won't happen. No, it's yes. Here's a way to ground yourself into reality. Right, right, right. <laughs> not, right. not wiggle your hands and suddenly everything right. goes away. Right. It's like, okay, recognize you're having a panic attack. And so something you can do is like to center yourself. You maybe you make a tight fist or something like that. But no, he's like, wait, wave your hand in front of your face. It's that's it. That's it. Just like that. And then you're fine. You're cured. And then, obviously, the preacher immediately lights his shirt on fire and starts whipping it around his head. Yes, he lights his coat on fire. It's amazing. And so Jack Palance, like, nods to the to the uh, the pedophile who, like, runs inside uh, and gets the Dr. Potter's uh, address off of yes. an envelope, which I don't know why there's an envelope addressed to his house at the office. Like, maybe it's his paycheck? Maybe, but that would get sent, it would get mailed to his house. Like, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, it's like it hasn't been mailed yet. Maybe. Um, and then he finds a picture of his family. Um, and then Pleasance runs over to the preacher and like, it's like, stop it, stop it. And then he hugs him and whispers in his ear and we can't hear it. And the preacher just yes. like stops. And I was like, okay, so something creepy is like, yes, Pleasance yes. is evil somehow. Yes, 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 yes. Which like, he's uh, evil in that he's a terrible therapist because um, he... Potter's like, what did you just say to him? It made him stop. Right. And he was like, I told him I would cut him in half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, well, that's not really like, 
you gave him the matches knowing what right. he would do. So this feels like, I don't, what are we doing here? What are we right. trying and, to accomplish? And also threatening your patients. I'm not a doctor, but that seems bad. Yeah. Uh, definitely seems like a bad thing it, it, to threaten them in such a severe way. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, the the child molester guy, the character from uh, Running Man was Dynamo, which makes me think it is the one that sings. Yeah, that sounds right. I wrote it down in my notes. I just hadn't. Oh. I forgot that I did that. Um, so now Tony has arrived. We still don't technically know who she is. Yes. Uh, they went all out with half a can of spray color in her hair because she looks like a <laughs> fucking cheetah or the, the, <laughs> the pink elephant from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Sure, sure. It's just like this frizzy side pony that looks like the mean girl from Sleepaway Camp. Oh, right, right. I totally thought she looked like her. Uh, it's not Angela. I was. I always think it's Angela, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Judy. She does, yeah, she does look just like Judy from Sleepaway Camp. Um, except she's got color spots in her hair. Yeah. Um, and again, they have not told us who this woman is in relation to the family. And instantly she's like, just talking like normal. And I'm like, you need to tell me who you are. Yeah. Again, very simple line of dialogue. Don't forget my sister's coming tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or is my brother home yet? Right. When when is my brother getting home from from work? Right. Something. Uh, so she takes them to a punk show. Yeah, she <laughs> goes. I have this is punk band that I really want to take you guys to. I think I, I want like clearly like you're putting me up. I want to take you out. Like that's how it feels in the energy and the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she does not tell them how they should dress or like maybe tone down your button up, you know, suburban right. thing. Right. They go to the to the punk show called the 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 fuck sticks or something the sick fucks. Oh, the band. I thought the I band. Like, I thought the club was the stump or the stomp. Yeah. Um, he has to pay. The Doctor Potter has to pay to get in because there's a cover, which is gross. Um, <laughs> well, I hate you gotta covers. pay the band. I know, but I hate covers. I don't mind a cover if there's a band in College Park where I went to school. There was frequently or a an event of some, to... like a performance event of some kind. Sure. Yeah. But in, where I went to school, there was frequently cover just to get into the bar to then go pay for drinks. And it always drove me insane. My yeah, friends no, like, that's here. always like, They have a $5 cover. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but she brings them here and then immediately leaves them to go mosh. And I was like, I thought the whole point was that you were like, going to like take them out together. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. The sis just wants to hit the pit. And I love the doc literally shoving. Is it a paper towel or a piece of paper? I in think his it's ears? tissue. Like, I think it's toilet paper or something tissue. or tissues. Yeah. Um, she's mushing. This band looks weird. It looks like, um, like the weirder version of Oingo Boingo meets sure, Devo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely art students. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, these are insufferable art students. And the uh, lights go out in the club, and we cut to Landau in the hospital, and he's like, "I did it. I turned off the lights." And you're like, "Well, wait, did he?" I don't. Th- I th- I I think it was supposed to be. Um, what did I say? happenstance i think it was just happenstance which i liked but how did he know that the lights went out yes because the lights went out but he wasn't there it's a citywide blackout right okay I that's how they that escape right 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 right. i forgot about that <laughs> remember the whole electronics yeah 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 i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm a little tired i forgot that part thank you i sound like an idiot i'm leaving um, it in don't worry but yeah, he um it's a citywide blackout, and I, I wrote, of course, in 1982, there's no generators at this hospital. Later, they go, the auxiliary generator didn't kick in, and I was like, there was a generator? Right. That feels like, why would you even put that line in the script? Just get it out of here. 
Right. Uh, and Brent Jennings sees the power go out. He's like, oh, I'm in trouble. He grabs a butter knife and then sort of thinks better of it. And is like, I'm just going to let them go. It's not worth my life. And he hides in the closet. Mm-hmm. And they, they like do a Scooby-Doo, like, do 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 to walk by. And then they get past his room. And they're like, oh, wait, we forgot to kill the orderly. And they go back to do it. And it's just like, oh, man. It's a bummer because they like fake it out first. Mm-hmm. And they're, they, they pull him out of the closet. And then they stab the wall next to him, the, the 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 pedophile guy does. And I was like, okay. And then the preacher kicks him. Um, and then he gets fucking baned. Yeah, he gets a full-on wrestling style backbreaker, like lift up in the air and smashes his spine by dynamo. Except not wrestling style, because he's folded in half like a lawn chair. Well, okay. It, it is the wrestling one is like the punches pulled, but it is that move. Yeah. It's what Bane does to Batman. Yeah. Um, and then someone drives up to the hospital, and I was like, I don't know who you are. I, have we seen you before? Right, right. Are you here to help the bad guys? Because as soon as he sees him, he, like, jumps in his car, like, oh, no, you're not. And then, like, he wastes time rolling up his window before starting his car. And I was like, no, peel two, out. Two different people do that in this movie. Peel out. Right, right. Also, like, why are your roll- windows down? Roll the window up while you're putting it in reverse and moving the vehicle. Like, yes. I feel like you can operate a crank while that happens. Um, and then I, this is where I was sort of like, they they show the, them getting home from the club. And I was like, how is the doctor not immediately concerned about these third floor patients? Right. Like, the second I'm like, oh, it's a citywide blackout. Oh, so shit. I think, I think that's why they have the line about the generator. So the doctor isn't concerned. Okay, that's fair. Which is like, I get like, it's still shitty screenwriting, but I think that's what the point of that line is. Is like, so that's why the doc, that's the answer to your question there, I think. Yeah. Um, and then it's really crazy how fast this like, not major city turns into yeah. a flaming loot show. Cause yeah, like, it's, it feels like York- the setting felt like where we grew up. Everything's like yeah. a 20 minute drive, like nothing's super close. So like, I can't imagine there'd be like, oh, there's a total blackout. Let's drive 20 minutes to the Kmart to set it on fire. Right. It's like, it's, you know, uh, years ago, there was a New York blackout that did have a bunch of looting, but it was, it didn't, it was media New happen. York where everyone right. can walk places. But also it didn't happen like the second the lights went out. No, it, <laughs> it took, took a, a it little took, bit. It took a little bit, which yeah. that, but like that aside, I was like, we're not in like a condensed major city where everything is walkable. Who is right. driving to the mini Mart to set it on fire? Right, and loot it. And yeah, who is doing that? I have no idea. Um, so this is where we find out that there was a generator because the doctor finally goes to the hospital and the police stop him. Um, which again feels like should have been a safeguard. Like the second that the syst- that the electricity goes out in the hospital, there should be a signal sent to the to the police to like go here. Yeah, for sure. Um, although no uh donald pleasance doesn't want the police involved because he they'll shut down his program with them which like right we'll get there they should but we'll get there he he repeatedly tries to defend her from calling the police and it's just like oh it's fine don't worry chill out man have a have a hit of this yeah he was like he's being like they'll shut down they'll shut us down and these men will be killed and i'm like yeah your program is an abject failure the second that there was no no safeguard in place. They murdered two people. Right. So exactly. It is a failure. Um they, they, inv- uh, the, they the crazy a people store. Huh? 
They invade a sporting goods store. Yeah, and they expect us to believe that nobody raided the weapons yet. This is clearly like yeah, in the throes of a flaming riot and looting. And you're telling me no one riot no one rioted. No one looted the bullets and the guns right. and the knives. Yeah, that, that's got to be the first place to go. Which would also yeah. explain why they don't take guns and instead take like a crossbow and stuff. Yeah. Um they end up with knives, a hockey mask, a crossbow. We should, I was like, bold move to take a hockey mask. Yeah. In yeah. your well, movie. Well, that's, that's, that's the bleeder who doesn't want anyone to ever see his face. I know, I get it, but like, Jason's already a thing. So you, it just seems weird that as a movie. I don't think Jason's a thing. Jason gets his hockey mask in Friday the 13th Part 3, which is, I believe, 1983 at the earliest. Is it Part 3? I thought it was Part 2. No, Part 3. Is he just the, the bag on his head in Part 2? Correct. Huh. So I think this is first, actually. That could be. Maybe. I can stand corrected. Um, there's a real um, cheap... Excuse me. You've um, gotten your timeline very slightly wrong, so I'm going to post about it on the internet. I did that to, to my boyfriend when we, the Hocus Pocus 2 trailer came out. He was... It's like, oh, I'm excited they're finally doing the bit in the in the, in the, in the pharmacy. Like, they cut out of the first one. And I was like, um, actually, the first, the deleted themes from the first movie are in a grocery store, not a pharmacy. <laughs> there is a great a still image of a 27-year-old Sarah Jessica Parker in the baby seat of a shopping cart. <laughs> she fit? I mean, I know she's yes, small, she, but that's... She's so tiny in that movie. Wow. Um, but there's a really cheap jump scare. I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining how impossible it would be to extricate myself if I got <laughs> to get that. out. Like I could, oh, yeah. I could probably, I could try and squeeze myself in. The problem yeah. is I'm never getting out unless you no. tip me sideways. You have to tip it over. And then I have to like slowly wiggle out like a, a cocoon, <laughs> yeah, get like the, a get the butterfly Wesson. emerging from a cocoon. <laughs> get the Wesson and I'll yeah. wiggle out. <laughs> Loop me up. <laughs> Uh, I'd be like I'd be like Danny DeVito coming out of the couch and always. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this movie has really cheap jump scares, which bum me out. Yeah, because like if I you're mean, into the jump the formula, scare with like, but I get it, a cat behind a door, like something like that mm-hmm. that feels in universe. There's literally mom and aunt Tony eating ice cream, and suddenly there's like a fucking screech, like a banshee screech, and a flash of silver across the screen, and they scream as though there's a murderer. And then it's the little, it's the daughter holding a spoon. And I was like, yeah, no, get out. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah, I get it. Um, so the Antonio is like, I'll take you upstairs to bed. By the way, these two are high as shit. Eating oh, ice cream, yes. brownies. Like they, in the movie, it's not, this is not like kayfabe. Like we see them smoke in the movie. And then the girl's like, were you two smoking marijuana? Oh, she's fully like, it's not good for you. Yeah. Get out of here, narc. Um, so the aunt takes the girl up to bed and immediately is terrified because turns out she's scared of the dark. And the little girl's like, oh, are you are you scared of the dark? And the girl, the, the aunt's like, yeah, I am. And immediately is like, let me take this citywide blackout to instill a fear of the dark in a child who didn't have yeah, it before. Exactly. Not good news. So we cut back to the dudes at the, you know, the weapons and stuff, raiding all the stores. And uh, there's a really gnarly scene where the bleeder rakes a guy's eye. It's, is it his eye? I thought so, because he it's he takes the one of like the the garden the three the three prong yeah. tiny garden rakes a hand a hand rake yeah yeah I almost said trowel but that's the that's the shovel um yeah. he like slashes a dude who dies and then he looks at the bloody thing and then looks at the guys and it like runs away and I was like 
okay. Yeah, it's not very well explained. His character is never really well explained. No. Uh, they also did a, a Batman thing with him that he put on the hockey mask, and when they show mm-hmm. the close-up of his eyes, he's also wearing black eyeshadow. And mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. well, where did that come from? Did he yeah. go over to cosmetics and take a, a Maybelline Panther? I would love a long scene of, of like Jack Palance doing the makeup, like, hold still. I don't want to get it in your eye. <laughs> he's got a brush. or He's either, yeah. doing, he's either Q-tip or yeah, a brush. I'm picturing one of those triangle sponges. No, I mean, that's not great for, for eyeshadow. You know what it would be? It well, would... Jack's, a, Jack's a man just escaped from a mental no, institution. No, you know what it would be? It would be the shitty little included with your eyeshadow foam applicators that nobody uses because they're terrible. Yeah. It's like a little plastic, like, inch of plastic with a spongy tip that is useless. Yeah. yeah. I gotta get it in the corner or else it's gonna look uneven. <laughs> yeah. So he runs away and then they drive around and a rare sight in a movie, a newspaper man yeah, this on a bicycle. Looks, this is like a 40-year-old Poindexter on this bicycle. And he, he, it's honestly like they tried to get Rick Moranis and they couldn't. So they, got like, <laughs> they, they went to the dollar store and they're like, they went to the dumpster behind the dollar store and they were throwing out their Rick Moranis. And they're like, yeah, in our movie. Um, cause it's, it's not like they got like, they're pretending he's younger or like anything. It's just nope. like, I'm a newspaper man. I'm I'm 45 years old delivering newspapers via bike on a bike. Um and listen, I'm no athlete. We know this. I think this man could have avoided death very easily. <laughs> like I know I could have in this situation and I am certainly no athlete. I mean, one option would be to just ride the bicycle somewhere where a car can't go such as through yards. Well, there's that, but so he they like scare him and he pulls off into the next to a telephone pole and then he swears, which upsets Jack Palance. Yeah. For some reason, no. Jack Palance hates swearing, which is not he's, explained. He's much like Dan Housen. No cussing. <laughs> but like, give me an explanation. Like, why is that his thing? Yeah. Um, I like to keep things clean. <laughs> and so he's like, you guys are assholes. And then the truck is seven feet away from him at this point it's and he's a little further than that yeah seven to ten feet away he is on his bike firmly he's not stepped off it he's like straddling his bike right he sees them throw it into reverse and somehow doesn't get out of the way in time which like or even really attempt to it seems i was like buddy you gotta have like an ounce of self-preservation here we do get an absolutely great stunt launch, though, because they, they hit the guy and the it's clearly a stuntman. I thought it was going to he was just going to squish into the pole. The yeah, telephone pole. I did, too. Yeah. No, instead, he gets absolutely launched and he still dies, but it looks very cool. And then they let Landau out of the car to take his hat, which is the whole reason for the kill, I guess. Yeah. Um, which Landau does not wear for the rest of the no, movie, by the way. Weird. It makes no sense. I my honest uh, assessment is he probably like didn't like the way he looked in the hat and was just like I'm not doing it. Or I or maybe this scene was just added after like they Could filmed be. it and they're like, we need to add something else because there's no other characters and there's no reason for them to have been in this neighborhood. It's not like it's right. established that it's it's not uh, their neighbors or something. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's the next morning, and oh, for some reason, they were blaming the- Oh, he does- I forgot. He does wear the hat. He wears oh, the hat. Oh, to, to the, the telegram. telegram. here. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. Um, I forgot last night that they, uh, they announced that the, it's nuclear power. There's a nuclear power plant- Yes. Nearby, and they're like, they say that this has nothing 
the the nuclear power plant has nothing to do with the blackout. And I was like, well, is the pound is the is the pound is the town nuclear powered? That seems right. like a weird thing that I would have. I mean, you should explain. It's not, it's not crazy that that would be the case, but it doesn't seem to have anything to do with the rest of the movie. Well, are there towns that are nuclear powered in America that like just aren't? Yeah, we live near a nuclear power plant. No, really I, have... not a nuclear power, but like I never th- process that a nuclear power plant is making power for a town. Is yeah. that what they do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were like making power for something else for like no sciency things. No, it's just a nuclear power plant. I didn't know they powered towns. Yeah, that's I, I. I would imagine some of the electricity that we use as children was nuclear generated. Huh. Is the nearest one Limerick from where we grew up? I believe so. Yeah. Wow. But we were close enough to it that they would do like, hey, by the way, if this plant explodes, you're going to die. I don't remember that. We were that we were not that close to Limerick. In in elementary school, we used to get like things that you would take home from school that was just like a reminder of like the the power plant was there and that when they were going to run emergency drills and stuff. In Lim, No, there's no way that was the Limerick one because that's that was like an hour away. Yeah, I mean, if a nuclear power plant goes up, the blast radius, the, the, the damage radius is enormous. Are you sure I think of something else? Somewhere else? I'm, I'm fairly certain that I'm correct. Also, it's not an hour. It's not necessarily like how long it takes to drive there. It's you're like as the crow flies distance, which may be much shorter. Yeah, I, I always think Limerick is more like Collegeville area. We definitely got yeah. stuff about the, the nuclear power plant when we were in elementary school. I'm certain of that. We'll get a text from mom. Um, <laughs> yes. And we will forget to say anything about it on the show. Yeah. Um, I also always forget that like the 80s also had a nuclear like bump and like like surge in popular discussion because i always think of the stick like the atomic 60s yeah yeah and then i forget that it popped up again in the 80s right well the 80s was when they started doing the power plants as, at a larger scale yeah i guess it was also, the 60s was when it was basically invented and then the correct. 80s was when people well, were like well we can nu- nu- the nuclear bomb was invented in the 40s but the 60s had more um a lot more conversation around it because of what they did with it, the the bomb that they invented. <laughs> yes. Uh, on a much different note, I had a the booster shot and a flu shot today in the same arm, and I have been like leaning on that arm while it's not fun. talking for the last seventy minutes, and I just moved and like I almost yelled. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts a lot. <laughs> I remember like a, uh, like a crazy amount when I got my. It was either my first booster or my second dose of the COVID vaccine. Like a few days later, my boyfriend and I went to Ikea and I went to point and be like, look at that cute chair. And as I raised my arm a foot, like not even enough to like be be pointing yeah. it. And I was like, ha ah, ha ha. And yeah. <laughs> I had to point with the other hand. Yeah. I was like, I literally almost yelped while you were mid sense and I had to bite my tongue there. Uh, um, sorry uh, for that. For that aside. I just that's was right. like actively happening. So mom and aunt Tony are making protest signs to go to um, the shut down the nuclear power plant. Right. And uh, like simultaneously with that, Donald is with all the other patients being like, yeah, there, let's do a head count. One, two, three. Looks like everyone's here except the most dangerous patients. Make sure we don't tell anyone. We're having a pizza party on the lawn. Anybody wants pepperoni? You've read enough books this year that we can have a pizza party. Everyone gets a personal pan. (laughs) Your parents have to come buy much more expensive pizza to get yours for free. (laughs) 
It's the greatest scam anyone ever pulled. Was it really? You had to buy. It was free with purchase. Was yeah. With- oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look. One, it's not hard to convince a family to go out for pizza. It's like yeah. a great budgetary way to get. It encourages the kids to read. So, what parent is going to be against that? And you get free food. It's not like if you went out for pizza and you bought, you work. It's like you get a bonus pizza, right? Like they were going to buy yeah. a large pepperoni, and now they get a personal pan with it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just never knew that there was the the purchasing aspect. Yeah. Um, but this is where Pleasance is uh, says for the first time, like, oh, we can't call the police because they'll shut us down. And I'm like, they should. You failed. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. You objectively failed. Also, I think this is the first Mr. Rogers sweater. I think he's got like a coat over it earlier. He, it was a coat. You're right. But here he's got like just a red Mr. Rogers sweater on. Yeah. Um, we also missed the we're talking about when the preacher is wearing the hat with the telegram. Yes. Um, he, he, yeah. Which is weird because they wanted to kill the whole family. Like, that seems to be their goal, I would right. think. Yeah. Well, they um, want to kill the doctor, most importantly. But it just seems weird that they're like, well, we won't. I would think you just kill them and wait. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I was a crazy person who wanted to kill people, I would think I would just yeah. do the killing. Listen, preacher, we're only going in when daddy's home. Ew. Ew. And the wife is like, you can give me the. You can give it to me, the telegram. And he's like, I can't. I'll come back later. Yeah. Um, so this is where give it to him. we see the, the the pedophile is in the house when the little girl comes home and no one is home because mom's been arrested. Yes. Uh, also, she is wearing Paddington's coat. I don't know where she got it, how the she toggle? got it from him. It's yes, a navy it's, toggle. It, it's a green toggle. It's the padding. It's fully the padding. Is it green? Coat. I thought Paddington was navy. No, it's green. He, I thought he was navy with a little red hat. Uh-uh, it's green. Oh. Because we had one at home. I, w- I briefly wore it for a time. Oh, that's right. I don't, it must have been gigs, but I, I wore it for a while. Um, And everything about, like, do you remember those, like, 90s videos of, like, Stranger Danger? Yes. And, like. Yes. We did one on this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not those, not the fun, not the fun, make it fun okay. videos. I'm talking about the ones where it's, like. This is what pedophiles do, and it's oh all the same of exactly what this guy is doing, like textbook, yes. like oh yeah, come yeah. on, cutie, let's go up to your bedroom. I'm your babysitter, yeah. like yeah, not the way real evil people behave. Right. Also, that's why the, you need the code word. You know, like we talked about this oh, guy. Yeah. She should her. She should have been like, well, if my mom said you were going to be my babysitter, what's the code word? Did we have one? Oh yeah, it was a dinosaur. I don't remember having one. I you you maybe didn't. Maybe I got this lesson drilled into me and was like, we gotta have a code word. Yeah. I don't no. think I don't think it ever got used. I think no. it was like when, <laughs> when would it have? Well, it, the idea of it is like there could mom be went to that mom had to go to the hospital. Right. Like there is an emergency and someone that but, you're unfamiliar with. I mom think had enough friends that it would have been like, you know, it would have been the mother of someone that you already knew. That's the thing. I think by the time I was I was child, it was like <laughs> I knew like anyone who would have done that. I already knew like. Right. The, like mom's not going to pick some random person. She's like, hey, we have five neighbors with right. cars that we know and trust. Right. Also, I have four or five friends nearby that right. you know right. and, and trust. Right. The idea is that you, like you establish it for the scenario in which like something really disastrous happens, and you have to get. It's just like, oh, this is a person I know, but the kid doesn't. Yeah. Um. 
And so, uh, but it's just everything this he says is is the craziest because it's like he's like being a super creep. But he's not even being subtle about it. But then nothing happens. I because I wrote I was like we're building. I was like if I have to watch this child get sexually assaulted, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm out. Like I'm just gonna turn off the movie and be like, well, I will do the podcast up to this point, and then Trip can carry from here, and I will just make yeah. jokes about what he says because I don't I won't watch anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, 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 let me be very clear. I didn't want the kid to get sexually assaulted. Of course, and watch you, it. of course you didn't. I'm not a fucking psycho, but I just like nothing happens. Like we don't even see them go upstairs, and he just like hangs out with the kid and teaches her how to make paper dolls. Yeah, I, I, no, no, I agree. Um, because he's like he he like calls her cutie and tries to hold her hand, like all the classic like yeah, stranger yeah. danger pedophile video stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she is just like. Clearly, it's like, no, you're creepy. Don't touch me. That's not okay. Yeah. But she's just like going about it. She doesn't say get out of the house or like, I'm le-. like, she's just like, I'm going to get some milk and cookies. It feels very weirdly casual. Um, And then we see mom in jail with Aunt Tony and some like handsome man. Yeah. Um, And she has to call Dr. Potter to be like, hey, I got arrested. Can you... I could I'm just imagining getting that call from a spouse like oh uh honey uh, can you imagine gotta, dad getting the call from mom right like I got arrested and you have to go pick up the kids like this wasn't a this just wasn't something I thought out and was like okay I like I've known people who go to protest knowing they're going to get arrested like it's part of it and like they have yeah. a whole plan in place and these two are just like whatever nuclear power's bad let's go um there's also, I also would love to explain, like, how they were breaking, because he says, you broke the law, and I was like, but, how, like, did they blow something up? Did they... Right. Or did they riot? What happened? Right, right. They probably just didn't disperse when they were told to. That's yes. usually how these things go. Um. So, uh, Dad calls the babysitter to go over to the house, um, and she's, like, walking around, and I was like, are we going to see this child? Like, is this a Because ch- up to this point, it feels like this could be a child-killing movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't you don't you don't necessarily think it's definitely going to be. I didn't think it was going to be like a silence of the lamb style. Like she's dead and hung up by her guts or something. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't think that. I was like, she's dead. Yeah. As the babies are going through the house, like she's going to like pull back the sheets and it's going to be just a dead body. Like it's not going to be like ripped, like butterfly, but it's going to be a dead, a dead kid. Um, But she's just like napping. And I was like, oh, so that she's going to pull the door back more and and the pedophile is going to kill her. Yeah. And then no, and I was like, okay, well I guess we're just So I thought she, I thought the kid was dead here. Oh. I thought she had been strangled or something and she was dead on the bed. Yeah. That mean Cuz it's I not would, like she puts a mirror under her nose. She's just like, "Oh, yeah. she's asleep. She's on the bed." Yeah. Um and then immediate- so this is one of the weird edits of the movie where it's like she calls this guy to come over so they can fool around in the house. She's like, "I'll wait with wait with Lila until y'all come home." And this guy comes, the front door is wide open, and there's a trail of clothes going up the stairs. Now, if you come home from work and there's a trail of clothes, you're like, oh, my partner's doing a little fun thing here. Okay, like, I'm, I'm down. I mean, she invited him over for sex, so. A hundred percent, but they're at the neighbor's house. It is broad daylight, and there is a child there. <laughs> it's not like the kid yeah. got uh, I guess, Oh, she just think the kid's napping, right? I guess, but like a nap is a very fleeting tertiary thing to, to have. Like a nap's not a sleep. I, a nap I agree. is a, is is like a you know any moment you wake up from a nap. Um, so 
so if we're keeping score, we had the first fake out where we thought we were going to see a dead body when the babysitter sees the girl napping. Yes. And now her her cute little boy is over picking up a trail of clothes. And I was like, oh, he's going to open the door to her fucking dead body. That's what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fake out. She's a, she's there and ready to bone town. Yeah. They start to like canoodle and then they hear something and she sa- she makes him get up and go check the closet. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Pre- pedophile in the closet. Right. Third fake out. <laughs> you got your classic pedophile in the closet here. It's a classic, you know, it's a classic pedophile in the closet. We've all seen it. Um, a third fake out. And I was like, oh, this is actually well crafted. Some like subverting expectations. Although I don't yeah. know if those expectations would have been there in 1982. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the, uh, circling back on things. One, the pile of clothes thing. I'm just like, the, it's a stranger's house or the neighbor's house or whatever. It's like, if he's going to be doing this, he needs to be like picking up the clothes as he goes. So that he was in the same place. Oh, okay. I don't remember him picking up. No, the he was he was collecting them. And number two, this poor actress, this this sex scene between them is like, it's one thing to be naked. It's another to have some like random dude like licking your nipples and stuff in a movie. And yeah. it's just like, why is it this? Like, why why is it this? Because why? boobs. Because uh, yeah, boobs. But just, right. But like, I have I, I have no issue with the nudity. It's just like, have them be naked and make out. Like, what, what are we doing here? Um. Also, the underwear she's wearing is it's like, awful. It's like a loincloth. It's like like it's a, a loincloth that connects gathered on the sides mm-hmm. and connects mm-hmm. at the middle. So it's just like yeah. a diaper. It's, it's a it's, it's a so thong diaper. Looking. Yeah, it seems so uncomfortable. Or no, it's a bikini diaper. A bikini diaper. Yeah. Um. So he checks the closet. Nothing there. And I was like, Oh wow, this is all right. I, I I'm I'm guessing something's gonna happen now. Like something has to happen now. We've built this right. up too high. Um, and as he walks back to the bed, in a callback to what the aunt was afraid of earlier, he gets grabbed and pulled under the bed. Yes. And then she thinks it's a prank, which is hilarious. Like, in what way does physics work that you think he got, like, he was able to propel himself under the bed feet first? And then well, a you can, knife... you can throw yourself backwards. As a, like, Yes, but then how do you get under the bed? He would have to scuttle. <laughs> yeah, but she can't see. She's in the back of the bed. You would hear a scuttle. <laughs> I don't know. You can't scuttle silently. Scuttling is a noisy act. I bet I could scuttle. You could not quickly scuttle quietly. It's impossible. I'm going to find it. I'm going to try now. Not now in this moment, but now I'm going (laughs) to, at some point, I'm going to try. But then a knife comes up through the bed and she's laughing like, haha, what a fun sleep. Well, she laughs at the, the, she laughs at the the fall then. She definitely thinks this is a prank. She, at first, when she, when he falls, she's like, Okay, haha, very funny. And then the yeah. knife, and she's like, oh shit. Um, and so I was like, really concerned. I was like, this movie could go in somewhere where like we get like a gross, brutal stab. Like we might not see it, but like it's right. implied in a, in a gross yeah. way. But it's not. She leaps off the bed. And as she goes outside, as she opens the door, somehow the door got locked. I don't know how. Yes. Yeah. The pedophile gets her. Yeah. I will say the knife through the bed is very cool looking. It's oh, very- it is. Tom Savini, Nightmare on Elm, or uh, Friday Thirteenth type stuff. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, um, the dad is like just extreme. So we like we come home. I'm like mad at the dad. Like, at this point, I'm divorcing him. He is like so chill about the fact that a known child molester or worse, child murderer and child murderer was in his house talking to his daughter. He doesn't see when this no as one a was home. Yes. 
Yeah, he's Forget, like, it's, if, I don't care if there's like a football team in there. No, but I, like, wanna, the, I just mean like, it's not like he was there. Oh, like, yeah, he yeah, came yeah. to the door or something. He was yeah. like, he was in my house when alone with my child. Right. And the cops and he's there. just like, he's like, it's not that big a deal. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Like, he didn't do anything. And the wife, the wife is the time, like, the fuck are you talking about, dipshit? Right. Like, a child molester was in our house with our daughter alone. Like, what the fuck? And the cops are there, and you want to talk about incompetent cops, there are two dead people in a closet, like, not ten feet from where we're standing, and none of these cops find them. No, they go, they're like, oh, I saw two sets of footprints walking into the woods, but we lost it. Well, the missing babysitter is probably a slut, so no worries there. Yeah, yeah. Is essentially how it boils down. Oh, absolutely. It's totally insane. But this turns into this, like, we're going to have a dinner party, so, like, the women... the ladies invited handsome stranger to stay for dinner. Yeah. Um, because he drove them home from jail. Right. And then and they invite the cop. Too. They're like, you might as well. St- you, hey, detective in a room full of other cops. Why don't yeah. you, detective? Only you stay for dinner. The one I've been talking to. I'll miss you most of all, Scarecrow. And then this is like the the little girl laughs at the Don Quixote reference, which is just insane. Uh, but then so yeah. we're at dinner. And we hear some noises and everyone at the table, including a cop who, by the way, is only at this house because it got broken into is like, ah, nothing's nothing's going on. And then some time goes by some idle. No, the mom is concerned. And again, dad is like, it's nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying. The entire table is telling the mom that she's an idiot. They're like, no, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. So so she she's like, oh, that, did you all hear that? And they're all like, eh, stop being such a crazy broad. And it's just like the whole table, everyone ignores her. And then they keep telling her she's crazy until finally it's too loud of a noise for them to ignore. And they're like, well, I guess we should go check this out. And it's just yeah. like, hello. But mostly, mostly it was dad. And that's what oh, annoyed was, me. He led the charge. Yes. But the and also at this too. point, I wrote, I wonder if Tony's boyfriend is part of the bad guys. Oh, OK. I, had I don't know why I thought that. Yeah. I so if there was a split second where I was like, wait, is it Jack Palance in disguise? That's going to be really insane. Like <laughs> he rips a, the mask off. Yeah, like a Mission Impossible esque. But thankfully, it was not that. No. Uh, so they make the de- the detective goes to investigate the strange noise. He volunteers, which like yeah, eh, I yeah, wouldn't. He, have. It's his job. Yeah, but he's not on duty. Yeah, I guess. But still, um, there's some very cool like this. I like a lot this part. There's some great flashlight POV of like the darkness and, and like lighting up the woods. Yeah. Although I wish they had like more stuff that like they hid in the trees. It would be cool. And then there's a couple of other really cool shots where they're all inside cowering in fear behind a window, like not behind a window, but through a window, you can see them. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. Uh, staging of scene where he's like in the foreground and they're in the background, like sort of the protector protected. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, and, but he gets shot with a crossbow Yes, and somehow he's hanging, like his feet aren't on the ground. Right. It li- as he if gets... he jumped yeah. and got crossbowed. Yeah. I think the crossbow is from like the terrain lower, like in the woods. Cause you can see there's kind of a gully, but it's still bizarre that it lifted him off his feet. Such so great. Yeah. When they show just him pinned to the tree, I was like, why are his feet dangling? Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. he jump? Um, so quickly, so th- we we batten down the hatches. We're like n- shutting all the windows. The, they find out the phone lines cut. Yeah. Uh, oh, because earlier Donald Pleasance wasn't able to reach the family through the phone line. That's right, and it kept being like, "Well, nothing to worry about." Wait, pass me the indicas. I want a I want a couch lock, baby. <laughs> In the couch. Um. The 
Aunt Tony is like, oh, my Valium, but I can't go upstairs because it's dark. And also, I just saw a murder. So, like, I am in no position to go upstairs in the dark. I was shocked that we were doing Valium jokes in 1982. Like, everybody gets a turn on this Valium joke run. I did not. The, the little girl wanting a Valium was stupid to me. Yeah, yeah. I was well, like, get out of here. This character is terrible, yeah. And then we cut to uh, Donald Pleasance trying like to call the operator to connect to the line and the operator has some peak janine energy yes yeah the line is down well what does that mean what i just told you sir the line is down do you not speak english so he rolls up like opens the car door with smoke billowing out of it practically and is like hey what's going on because he says i can't call i can't call the police and i was like then you need to go like yeah you are the solution then and he's like they're they're screaming through the window like look out there's murderers and he's like no this is a great great time to do more therapy where's where's my friends hey hey murderers anybody out there i like this feels like the kind of movie that bob's burgers could do a really fun parody of with um donald percent donald pleasance would be mr frond Yes. Yeah. And like, like the therapy dolls aren't working on anyone because they never do. But he's just like, they can't shut me down. Yeah. Be perfect. Um, perfect. And so uh, he's trying to like therapy the preacher, which obviously doesn't work. Um, I was annoyed that that Donald Pleasance was so incompetent and there was no like. Because he's really high. But there was no discussion of his for his character in terms of like. You know, like, oh, he like there was no one talked about how he was bad at his job. The only explanation here is that he is completely and totally just greened out. He is stoned to the gills. There's the only explanation that makes any sense here. No, I know. But like someone should talk about it. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. Um, So he gets um, he gets slashed by the preacher. And I thought he cut his ear off. Oh, that's what it is. I think he, I don't I think, think he, he actually cuts it off, but he does cut his ear. Um. And so Doc Potter starts to run outside and is like, well, never mind. Get back inside. Yeah. And they're like, but what if the rug got bunched up under the door? And I was like, yeah, the fuck out of here with that nonsense. I mean, it only takes a second, but it's just dumb and doesn't like, yeah. Why was the rug not put over a window at this point? Yeah. Like everything yeah. should be on a window now. Yeah, you're right. I um, mean, the other thing, too, is like movie windows. We, we've talked about this before is like a modern window is much harder to break than a movie window. which just like, you know, shatters open very easily. But yeah. even if you cover the windows, it doesn't prevent someone from like popping into them, like covering them with curtains. But they're like, oh, let's cover the curtains. so They don't know what room they're in. And I'm like, I mean, at best, you're just slowing them down a little. Well, I think once you see someone has a crossbow, it's yeah. smart to cover your windows. So that yeah, way that's you fair. don't know, they don't know where to shoot. That's fair. Um. So Donald Pleasance disappears, and then this is where Doc Potter's like, oh, they think I killed the old doctor. Mm-hmm. Hang on. And so he's like, screams into the night like Winifred fucking Sanderson, and is like, call the hospital in Philadelphia, they'll tell you he's there. Like, how do you expect them to make that phone call? Sir? With what phone, dude? Right. It's 1982, then they cut your phone line. Yeah. Um, they throw the detective through the window. It's really awesome. It is. Um, and so they're running to put like a rattan love seat <laughs> against the mm-hmm, window as if mm-hmm. that's going to stop anything. Yeah, it's very Shaun of the Dead where they're piling stuff in the windows. Yes. Um, and then 
all of a sudden Aunt Tony is like in a trance and like walks into the next room and there's a window open. And I was yeah, like, she's in like a full fugue state. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, the window's open. Someone's already in the room or whatever. And then with the framing, it's she's like a, on the right quarter and the full rest of the frame is the window. I was like, oh, someone's jumping up. Yeah. And then a, a fucking ghoul, like a, a muddy, yeah. swampy zombie ghoul yeah. jumps yeah. up and strangles her. And I was like, who is that? Yeah. I was like, what movie are we in now? This is like the, the zombie creatures in American Werewolf in London. Yes, or if you know what it, no, you know what it is. It's um, is it Creep Show with with uh, Father's Day cake or birthday cake? Yes, it is Creep Show. Yeah, Day. it's the zo- it looks he looks like the zombie in Creep Show. Um, and then I was like, there's twenty minutes left in this movie, or there's thirty yeah. minutes, twenty thirty minutes. You cannot introduce a zombie now. Yeah, and then and it's- no, it's just a hallucination. Right. But then also I was like, well, was the window actually open? Because it seems like somebody helped the other guys get inside. No, the window was shut when we cut out of the hallucination. I know that. But like Landau gets in the basement and then Palance is in the house and we never hear them gain entry. So I was like trying to figure out at the end of the movie. I was like, oh, I think we hear hear a window smash. Okay. Um, So there's like weirdly realistic infighting as the preacher starts a fire in the basement. Yeah. And then he's like, well, where's the fire extinguisher? And she's like, you're not going down there. And they're like, it's like a, a weirdly realistic squabble. Yeah. Um. So he goes downstairs uh, with the fire extinguisher and the preacher goes to attack him and he just hits him twice with the fire extinguisher. And I yeah. was like, you need to bash him in until he's goo. Right. Like he like, needs to look like you dropped a jello mold on the floor. I get that he is a doctor and it's supposed to be his patient and all that stuff. But this guy's actively trying to murder your family. Like he just set your house on fire. You can kill him. Sorry. You could. And you him. watched him kill Don- attack Donald Pleasance. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who disappears by the way. We never see his body, yes, right? He does. Yeah, I just no. realized that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is again, um, I thought the twist was coming that Donald was in on it. Yeah. Um, so he oh, we were puts about to up get the... like the end of scream between Donald Pleasance and, and Martin Lando. <laughs> He's like, "You cut me too deep, man. Face it, Sydney. Your mother was no Sharon Stone." It's <laughs> my favorite line. Don't you blame the movies? Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. My mom's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> That's the best line of the whole movie. It, it, Matthew He's Lillard literally bleeding to death. Matthew Lillard is is like so excellent in that movie. Yeah, he is. Matthew Lillard, you could take out in this movie. I think Matthew Lillard. Is I think he's seriously underrated. I think he's a phenomenal actor, but it, it screamed particularly is like just yeah. a great performance. Oh yeah, oh yeah, agreed. Allegedly, uh, he's in the sixth one. Huh? Yeah. Well, you saw the fifth one, right? Yeah, I know there you was saw a... they had you saw they had Skeet in there, even though he was not like in there, you know. Oh, it's gonna be like that. Potentially, although there's rumors that he's not dead. That seems weird. Yeah. I don't need that, but like I, I mean, want that, him to come back. To, to me, that fits so in line with Scream that I would be totally fine with it. Just make him a twin. Like that's <laughs> I'd rather that. Like that's just as dumb, but more believable. Yeah. Also, allegedly, there's some rumor out there, and I've intentionally not sought them out, so please don't tweet them to me. But uh, allegedly, uh, the Nev Campbell thing might have been a little bit of uh, kayfabe. <gasps> I hope so. Which would because be smart on their part. Although, that, I was like, I wrote the movie off, so yeah. 
that woman deserves every cent she gets from those movies. Yeah. Um, because so, Five Cream kicked Halloween Kills ass. Yeah, like it did. Yeah, Five Cream sure. was great. Halloween Kills sucks. Yeah, I'm very curious how this final Halloween is gonna be. I'm like, whatever. I'll watch it, but yeah. Um, so he puts out the fire and runs back upstairs. Oh, we the find pet- the dead babysitter and the boyfriend in the fire closet. By the way, the fire. Oh, that's right. Closet. That's right. Uh, the pedophile runs downstairs and. Finally, I like this little girl because she slashes, she grabs a knife and slashes his legs as he walks, yeah. as he runs into the room. Yeah, this is great. Everybody gets in on it. Somebody puts a knife in his back and then someone hits the knife in his back with a baseball it's bat. A, no, it's the is... same person. Oh, it's, okay. It's the bleeder. Okay. It's bonkers. Um, it's the bleeder yet. But no, yeah, the boyfriend, the, the handsome stranger. Um, And so they kill the, the pedophile. He looks, there's a weird like close up shot of the little girl's face as he looks at her as he's dying. And I was like, we don't, we don't need this. We're good. Not this movie. Go Unless she's going to stab him in the throat. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's, it's very much like the end of T2 where it's just like this tender (laughs) moment. And I'm like, no, stop this. Um, so then is this where Jack, is this where the preacher bursts out of the basement? And they kick him right back. They basically yes. just kick yeah. him right back down. Yeah. I yeah. don't know it's, why they bothered with this. He's it's like, very silly. He pops up. They slow motion stab him in the back and then throw him down the basement yes. stairs. Yeah. It's, it's like, very much it's very much like a comedy spot in a Royal Rumble match where it's like somebody comes in and right back out. Yeah. Uh, so they run out. He's like, I'm gonna run out to the car, wait 30 seconds, and then as soon as you as soon as you hear the car, just run outside. His car won't start. We don't see why. I'm assuming they did something to it. Yeah, that's my assumption. Is that and then he runs the, to the Donald Pleasance's car, which is like, looks like it's a, from the 40s. Like, oh, it, looks yeah. like he, it looks like he it has looks, to crank it. It looks like a front. red delivery truck from 1944. Yes. And so he's, he's, it's so weird because the movie comes to a screeching halt for this man to look at what looks like he's looking at a car for the first time because yes. it's from the fucking 40s well i mean to be fair if you put me or you in that car i'm not sure we'd figure no, out how to start i agree but like in the movie world it just like is so weird that it just comes to a screeching halt while he stares and he keeps going like where'd you put your ch- keys bane and then he just pokes it and i was like yeah there's no keys for this car yeah, I mean, it's very possible that there weren't, like, back in the early days of automobiles, they weren't that concerned about theft. But how did you start? Th- you just pushed a button to start them? I mean, my my car has pushed to start. But only when you have the thing in there. Right. Back then, it was just like, here's how you start the car. That seems crazy. Um, So he pulls the car up, and as it's cutting between him to, like, the girl being, the sister being bled on... Yes. And at this point, I've forgotten that there was a fourth person. Me too. <laughs> who was a bleeder. So yeah. I thought someone had stabbed her boyfriend from mm-hmm. from the back and mm-hmm. he was dying and bleeding yes. on her. That is exactly what I thought too. I was like, oh, this is going to be sad. And then I was like, oh, no, it's the bleeder. I was like, oh, right. He just bleeds on command. This is yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, he bleeds when he's nervous or whatever. Whatever. Mag- science magic. And so he um, he starts to strangle her and then dr potter runs back inside and for some reason i I, I wrote like why is no one getting a knife they're just like squeezing him and hugging him to get him off and then the girl the daughter's like here mom and she hands her this huge knife it's she like action movie like or video game throws the knife across the room and the mom's like i can't do it and i was like listen here janine get your (laughs) shit together i wanted the daughter to be like fine i'll do it yes (laughs) 
I wanted that so much more. Because this does feel like it's setting up the like, oh, the little girl's actually going to be a murderous monster in the in the final bit. But I don't. It yeah. obviously doesn't do that. No. Uh, so they kill. Oh, I, I jumped the gun. The preacher comes in right after they kill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the bleeder, but whatever. Yes. It's still the same beat where yeah, he. Yeah, they, 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 they. So they kill the bleeder. They have like this family group hug of like we made it. Then Landau comes in, and they're like, "No, get out of here!" They push him right back downstairs. <laughs> yes. it's Shut like, up, Meg. It's like five seconds of just like rah, no, boom, 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 boom. It's boom, so useless. Yeah, and then Palance um, comes in, and he's given it's this Palance in the kitchen with the crossbow. Yeah. We all kill when we must, and we all die when it's time. And you're like, oh, he's going to murder the family. And then Palace's I got, character- I, I rolled my eyes. So, like, I thought they were going to pop out of my head. Yeah, this is very much the whole, like, Martha. God, I, I know the re- I haven't seen it, but I know that stupid right. reference. I mean, I haven't seen it. I just watched the one scene because I wanted to see the scene. But, like, this is, like- we don't understand why this resonates with Jack Palance at all because the character doesn't get this kind of development. But he's like, no, we don't do. Hurt my, well, he's like, don't hurt my family. Don't hurt my family. And then the TV. T- I was I was talking about the TV turning. No, on. no, no. Uh, yes, uh, yes. But I'm I'm saying you are 100. percent But the before the TV, the doctor's like, please don't hurt my family. Please don't hurt my family. Like I understand if you want to hurt me, but don't hurt my family. And Jack Palance is like moved by this. And it's oh, like, I why? thought he was just like holding still. I guess the lights were flickering. Yeah, he was like yeah. getting distracted. Right, and, and then, then the lights come on, and the TV comes on. The TV comes on, and it's like, and we we just had word that there were four escaped inmates from Hargrove Sanitarium. We now go live to Philadelphia, where a previous doctor who worked in that sanitarium is being interviewed for some reason. Yeah, like we we sent this guy to drive across multiple states very quickly. Although they are in Jersey, interview. so it's not that far, but still. Yeah, I mean, maybe they have a sister station or whatever, but it's just, it's the most deus ex machina of all the deus ex machinas. Because he sees the real doctor on the TV, the one he thought was killed by Dr. Right. Potter. Um, and like, he like he's so freaked out and moved by what he sees. And then he goes to the TV and he like grabs it, like as if he's like grabbing someone's face. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he like pauses and then just like smashes the TV and then he just kind of walks out of the house with yeah. the energy of I'm going to go walk into the sea. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm 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 ending it for me now. And the family all kind of looks around and the dad's like, "I guess we made it." And I'm like, "Oh, is that going to be the closeout line of the movie?" No, there's another scene where Palance is so stupid. He goes to the rock club and the bouncer tries to get him to pay the cover and he beats up the bouncer to rock like wild applause. Like yeah, he beats applause. the door person, which is bullshit. Yeah. But everyone's like, yeah, we don't have to pay cover now. Woo. Oh, and- oh I forgot to mention the old doctor who's in Philadelphia now is just as dumb as Donald Pleasance because he's yes. like, these men are probably because they're like, he's like, these men are not violent criminals. And they're like, they killed two people on their way yeah. as they escaped. Yeah. And he was like, they were probably scared. And I was like, no, 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 you failed. You both failed. But then he starts talking to this girl. And in your stethoscope like, and your ba- and your, and your degree. <laughs> Please pack your knives and go. <laughs> yes. Pack your scalpel and go. Uh, but the, he goes in and he's talking to this girl who's like an extra and almost famous, like the character who's like, your aura is purple. She's, she's like, so drunk, so drunk, so messed up. And she's like, I saw you here on Tuesday. And he like cackles with glee at this, 
pulls a gun on her and she starts like molesting the gun in his hand. She's like giggling because she thinks it's a joke. Yes. And then that's it. That's the end of the movie. I I don't know. This would be the only time where if we put up the end question mark, I'd be like, that's the appropriate punctuation. <laughs> that, is the, that is the energy you've given me. I don't understand. Um, final thoughts slash would you recommend this? It's fine. I mean, it's it's not long, so yeah. it's kind of a recommend, but it's just there's a reason no one talks about this movie. Yeah, this is in that like second. It's between the second and third tier of the 80s slashers, probably closer to the third tier, if I'm being honest, where it's like there's some good stuff here. The Some of the, the gore stuff's creative. Some of the shots are creative, but there's not like I wanted it to be more unhinged than it is like. Yes. Palance really only has four scenes and Pleasance really only has like four scenes. And so you get a lot of Landau, which would be fine if he had like dialogue and things to do. But mostly he's just going like, ah, making big eye, big mouth faces. Yeah. And talking about the Bible. Yeah. So it's like a light recommend for me. It is on YouTube. Uh, like Andrew yeah, said, if it wasn't it so out. easily to easy to find and short, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, no, but yeah. It's fine. If you're in the mood for a new 80s slasher, you could do worse for sure. There's a lot of worse ones than this. But yeah, it's 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 very middle of the road, I would say. I wish it was better because yeah. I wanted it to be a lot more fun. I agree. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this spooktacular edition of Dissecting the 80s. We'll have one more, which is coming out on actual Halloween, uh, uh, actually on Halloween. Uh, that will be the very exciting Halloween three, which I am mm-hmm. very, very curious to revisit. Uh, I'm, I'm I calling like it. it really. Oh yeah. Cause we've shit on that movie for years. No, So I've always said like, it's, if you don't think of it as a Halloween movie, uh, like you have to go into it being like, this is not yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. It's its own thing. Yeah, that's fair. So that's on Peacock. If you're in the States, uh, if you, if you'd like to watch that in advance, at least it is as the time of recording. Um, but thank you so much for listening to the show. If you do like the show, visit patreoncom slash dissecting the eighties. You can get all sorts of bonus content there. I think it's right around 30 hours at the $5 level in terms of bonus content. You got probably four years worth of bonus episodes piled up there. So you get all that instantly, all the back content and you get a custom RSS feed. So you can listen to it in your favorite podcatcher. Um, follow or subscribe to the shows wherever you wherever you get that, whatever podcast app you use, whether they use follow or subscribe, uh, do that. That helps us a lot. And if you haven't yet, please write a review of the show. Um, if you do that on Apple, we read it on the air. Uh, if you do it anywhere, we'll read it on the air. But if you do it elsewhere, you got to email it in. So it's dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. But yeah, send in a review. We haven't gotten one in a long while. We re- read those out. So we'd love to, love to share those. And uh, dissecting the 80s on Facebook facebook and at dissect the 80s on twitter we would love to hear from you there uh thank you so much for listening to the show we will see you on halloween for halloween three thank you so much for listening to the show i have been trip lano i will always be andrew lano until next time unpleasant dreams dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production (laughs) Uh, things we're gonna cut out in editing. <laughs>